Everybody say how to change your life. How many of you want to change your life today? I want to show you how. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Let's start from there. Romans 12, 3. Romans 12, 3. The Bible says, For I say to you, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Actually, the word A is supposed to be D. The King James says the measure of faith. That means when you come into Christ, we all have the same measure of faith. Every Christian has the same measure of faith. Glory to God. But what separates a Christian from other Christians is the application of knowledge. You see, to know is not enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? To know is not enough. Everybody say to know is not enough. Tell your neighbor to know is not enough. Just because you know things doesn't mean it's enough. It is the applying of what you know that is the key. Application is the difference. So when the, for instance, as the word of God is coming to you this morning, you cannot come back the same. I hear what I'm telling you? It is a sin to come back the same. When you hear the word like this, as the word of God comes to you, right, there must be proof, there must be evidence of what you have heard. Glory to God. So if somebody is not doing what he's asked to do, it is because the word of God is not in his heart. I know sometimes we like to say things like, the word of God is working in my family. The word of God is working in my home. Ah, Dr. Joseph, nice to see you. The word of God is working um, in, um, in my job. The word of God doesn't work in those places. Even though they are true, but they are lesser truths. Glory to God. The pro Listen, orange seed, no matter how nice orange seed is, it does not work in your house. If you like, go and put orange seed under AC. It will not still work. If you like, put it in your, on your office chair. It will not still work. Glory to God. The only place that orange seed works is when you put it in the ground. What happens next? It sprouts and produces fruit. Glory to God. So the primary place for the word of God is to be planted in your hearts. Glory to God. Where the word of God actually works is in your heart. Is in your heart. God's word is not designed for your family. God's word is not designed for your job. God's word is not designed for your home. God's word is designed for your heart. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, most of the time we ask people things like, how are you doing? How is life? How many of you have asked somebody, how is your heart doing? <laughs> because Jesus said that out of your heart are the issues of life. If your heart is not doing fine, brother, you are not doing fine. You know, even your heart organ in the human body, if, your heart, if you have a heart problem, you're almost paralyzed in your entire body. So, but I'm talking about the inner heart of the man. Glory to God. So the word of God is designed for your heart. Can you say amen? So the word of God is designed for your heart. And when the word of God is planted in your life, it will produce results in your life. Glory to God. So your heart is the only environment for God's word. The word of God doesn't work anywhere but in your heart. So the word of God is working in my heart. And when the word of God is sown in your heart, the fruit is seen on the outside. Glory to God. Look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. He says, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. I finished reciting this thing and you guys don't put it on the screen. Dear Lord Jesus. It's after I'm done. <laughs> Can we read together? Everybody want to go. <laughs> uh huh. Out of the matter, huh? Where in night? What will happen next? 
Uh huh. And then what happened? Notice, this is the reason why the Christian cannot fail. This is the reason why your success is sure. Why? Because the word of God will not depart from your mouth. Why? Because the word of God is sown in your heart. Are you seeing that? Notice, who is the person who makes a way prosperous? Is it God? Talk to me now, everybody. Who makes a way prosperous? You! How are you going to do it? With the word of God planted in your heart. And when the word of God is sown in your heart, is sown in your mouth, it will produce prosperity and it will produce good success. Can you shout amen, somebody? Woo! Glory to God. So listen, let me tell you something. They might block you from entering the office. They might block you from getting that business. They might block you from getting that contract. They might even block you by not giving you a visa to enter a country. But brothers and sisters, if the word of God is sown in your heart, that country will come to you. That business will come to you. Can you shout amen somebody? Listen, Paul was in prison. He was bound. But guess what? The word of God was not bound. Even though he was in prison, he was still writing letters. And the word of God was changing people's hearts, changing their lives. Why? Because the word of God can never be bound. If the word of God is sown in your heart, it will produce on the outside. Glory to God. Look at Psalm 1 verse 3. Psalm 1 verse 3. The Bible says, he shall be, talking about the man who is blessed. He shall be like a tree planted where? By the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. He says, whose leaves shall not wither. He says, and whatever, whatever he does, what happens? He prospers. Notice, so if you notice that outwardly, money is not coming to you. If you notice that outwardly, your life is not making progress. Stop looking to solve the outside problem. The problem is in your heart. It's inside. The problem is in your heart. It's not on the outside. Why? Because things in life come from your heart, not from outside. It's from inside out. Jesus says something. He says that what defies a man is not what he eats, but what comes out of the man. He said, from the heart proceeds all kinds of evil. He said, a good tree, out of the good treasure of his heart produces good things. In the same way, a bad seed, out of the seed produces bad fruits. Glory to God. So when you see a bad fruit in your life, stop looking at the bad fruit. Look at the seed. Look at what is sown in your heart. Glory to God. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse, verse 20. Proverbs 4, verse 20. So let me tell you something. If you notice that the result in your life is not working as expected, you see, what you need to do is to load your heart with the gospel. Load your heart with the word of God. Can you shout amen? And listen, brothers and sisters, if the word of God enters into your heart, your success is unstoppable. It is unstoppable. Can you shout amen? amen. Look at Proverbs 4.20. He says, my son. You see that? Now, David is talking to Solomon. He says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sins. 21. Do not let them depart. Where? Where? From your eyes. Where do you keep the word? In the midst of your heart. Are you seeing that? The word of God is not to be stored in the fridge. Someone say, I put my Bible under my pillow. Satan is not afraid of that. Satan is only afraid of the word of God that is planted inside your heart. You see that? He's not afraid of putting cross in your door. It will still enter your house. If you like carry blood and put, he's not afraid of that. He's afraid of the word of God planted in your heart. What will happen to you next? Aha. He says, for they are mangredi. They are life to those that find them. And what happens? And health to all their flesh. That means the word of God will produce life and health in your body. Hallelujah. 
if the word of God is sown in your heart, it will affect every part of your life. Glory to God. That's what he's saying. So your heart is the bank of the word. Glory to God. So you keep looking at the word until it enters into your heart. That's the reason why when you hear the word of God, you don't stop there. You have to hear the word of God again and again and again until it is sown in your heart. If it's not sown in your heart, it will not produce the fruit it talks about. Shout amen, somebody. Now guess what? What kind of word are you supposed to sow in your heart? It is the word of his grace. Everybody say the word of his grace. Acts 20 verse 32. Bible says, I commend it to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Are you seeing that? I said Acts 20 verse 32. 32. 3-2. Give me a new King James. He says, so now brethren, I commend you to God and to what? To the word of his judgment? To the word of his punishment? To the word of his adversity? No. To the word of what? His grace. The only thing that will build your life is the gospel. The word of his grace. So as you look at the word of his grace, as you focus on the word of his grace, he says it will build you up. Glory to God. Look, give me the amplified version. AMP. AMP. Amplified. I need you guys to be very fast, please. Very, very fast. Acts 20.32. You are too slow for my liking. And, and the anointing moves with speed, you know? So you have to be fast when I'm moving. Praise God. Who has... Oh, dear. Okay. It says, And now, brethren, I committed to God... I deposit you in his charge. You see that? Entrusting you with his protection and care. He says, I commend you to the word of what? His grace. You see that? What's the word of his grace? To the commands and counsels and promises of his unmerited favor. Are you seeing that? He said, it is able. Listen, brothers and sisters, if you were down, if the word of his grace enters into your heart, the word of the, if his grace has the dynamite, the power, to build you up and give you your rightful inheritance. Among God set apart those consecrated, purified, and transformed of soul. Look at that. So if I want my life to be built up, I don't need to carry a shovel. What I need to do is to sow the word of his grace in my heart. And as long as I stay on that seed, water that seed, let it mature, it will produce what it talks about. That's why I'm telling you that your success is unstoppable. When the word of God is sown in your heart. Look at that. Hallelujah. So how do you take the word of his grace? For instance, when, when we begin, when, for instance, if I'm, if I'm ministering by the power of the spirit and I begin to give you prophecies, right? You take, this is a word of his grace. Word of his grace. You know, by the, by the spirit, I tell you that, you know what? You are blessed among everyone. You are blessed above all people. That's the word of his grace. Do you know what that means? It means that everyone around me are more blessed than them. So I take that word. I war with that word in my house, in my room. Everywhere I go, I say I'm blessed above all people. I'm blessed above all people. Brother, when that word enters into your heart, one day you wake up and you're shouting it. I'm blessed above all people. Guess what? It will show on the outside. It's just but a matter of time. You know, when I was in the university, I used to tell all my friends, I said, I said that the whole world belongs to me. The whole world belongs to me. They look at me and say, you small boy, how can the whole world belong to you? Today, listen. Ah, la, 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 la. Don't worry. I'm coming somewhere. Brothers and sisters, when you are not getting results in your life, it means that you're not doing what God asks you to do. 
And if you're not getting results, it means that you're not feeding on the word. And if you're not feeding on the word, you are feeding on either of these three things. Because you must be feeding on something. Number one, you are feeding on ashes. Everybody say ashes. I say everybody shout ashes. Uh-huh. You know what ashes is? You have seen ashes before? How does it look like? How does it look like? Paul, how does it look like? You can't talk again. Shout to you at your voice. Power. It looks flaky and empty, right? How many of you can eat ashes? What if they put Maggi and salt inside and serve you? Will you eat it? Talk to me now. You will not eat it then. What if they fry it for you and give you? There's nothing sweet about ashes. Isaiah 44, verse 20. <laughs> I want to show you how you feed on ashes. Our ashes is never sweet. Isaiah 44, verse Look at the Bible. The Bible says for the Amplified. You will give me also the TLB as well. Do you have TLB, the Living Bible? If you have that, get ready. It says, that kind of man. What does he feed on? He feeds on ashes and finds his satisfaction. Can you imagine? He's satisfied with ashes. He said, a deluded mind. So you see that? When you are feeding on ashes, you are feeding on people who have deluded minds. That's what it means. It means you are feeding on worthless words. Worthless words. Words that have no origin from God. Are you following what I'm telling you? What's that? So when you are feeding on people whose minds are polluted, you are feeling on ashes. He says, look at it. He says, a deluded mind has led him astray so that he cannot release or save him or ask, is it this thing I'm holding? Is it, is it the right, is, is my right hand a lie? So he's holding things, but they are a lie. Why? He's feeling on ashes. He's feeling on polluted minds. Glory to God. He's trusting in things that cannot help him. He's trusting in his salary. You are feeling on ashes. He said, no weapon formed against this salary shall prosper. You are feeling on ashes. Where, how, how can you be putting your trust in your salary? Your trust, you have been taught in the, in the church, your faith will be in Christ alone. But you are still trusting in what you can see. You are still trusting in the doctors. But your faith will be in Christ alone. If you are not trusting in Christ, you are feeling on ashes. You see that? That salary you are holding, you think it can help your life? <laughs> Brothers and sisters, you have to believe God for bigger things than that. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So, if you want the grace of God released into your life, you cannot feed on ashes. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. They've told you the importance of serving the Lord. They've told you the importance of giving by faith. They've told you the importance, but you say, I can't do this thing. I can't do it. I can't do it. Brothers and sisters, you are feeling on ashes. That's why you're not getting the grace of God released into your life. Because your faith is not at work in your life. Glory to God. Glory! Don't be quiet on me this morning. And listen, where do you find them? You find them sometimes inside the church, your fellow Christian and brothers. Remember, the Bible says that even in the church, you have people who have deluded minds. So you, your, your fellow brother and sister will be telling you something that is off God. You are feeling on ashes. You are feeling on lies. Because if you're not feeling on the word, you must be feeling on something. So you are either feeling on ashes. Glory to God. <laughs> Look at Galatians 2.4. Galatians 2.4. Let me show you what the Bible says there. It says, and, and this occasion, because of false brethren. Everybody say false brethren. That means these are brethren. Brethren means brothers or sisters in Christ. So these are brothers and sisters in, the, in Christ in church, but they are false brethren. What do they do? Say so they secretly brought in who came to steal, to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ. And they must bring us back into bondage. That's what they do. So you have to be careful. You know, 
One guy said, when I'm in church, I have my one eye closed, one eye open. I don't want anybody to deceive me. So I'm checking. Anybody that tell me something contrary to what the word of God says, I refuse to accept it. See, you're, you're high up because somebody will come and tell you, this is a pastor is telling you, must you do it? Is it important? He tell you to pray. He say, must you pray? Are you the one that key Jesus? Why are you praying the way you are praying like this? Brother, they are, you are feeling on ashes. You are feeling on ashes. The day you will know the presence of prayer, when Satan comes, you understand. Eh? You are feeling on ashes. He tell you, must you be given all the time? Only you, only you, only you. <laughs> I don't have to be in the church. Must you always be the one to do this? Why are you always going to church every day? Don't you have other things with your life? You will stay in church on Sunday morning to night. Can't you do anything with your life? Brother, you are feeling, don't listen to them. You are feeling on ashes. Time with tear. Don't tell them time with tear. Time with tear, that's all. It's a matter of time. You will know the difference between me and you. Bible says that God will make a difference between Israel and Egypt. It's just a matter of time. They may be in the same space, but a time will come. You will know the difference. Glory to God. You see that? So, if you feed on ashes, you will never be what God wants you to be. Number two, you are feeding on foolishness. Everybody say foolishness. Proverbs 15 verse 14. Proverbs 15, 14. Look at everybody read. Want to go? Can, can we read with power this morning? Everybody want to go read? Uh-huh. Why they feed on? What do they feed on? What does it mean to feed on foolishness? To feed on foolishness means you are feeding on the facts of life. They are facts. But you are feeding on them. They are the facts of life. That's what it means. That means what you can see. What you can hear, what you can feel, you are feeding on foolishness. For instance, they told us, they said, in fact, I remember they told us that, um, you, you know, COVID-19 is killing people. How many of you remember that story? They said, we can't come in church anymore because people are dying of it. And it's true. Is it a lie? Was it a lie? It's true. But you see, we can't feed on that. What is Jesus, what is the truth? Jesus said, she shall drink any deadly thing and it shall not hurt them. That is the truth. So we've got to feed on truth. You don't feed on truth, you feed on facts, you are, in, you are feeling on foolishness. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says that the gospel is foolishness to the people mind. But to us, it is the power of God. Hallelujah. Let me show you 1 Corinthians 1.18. 1 Corinthians 1.18. The Bible says, for the message of the cross is what? Is what? Foolishness to those who are perishing. You see that? It says, but to us, what is it? It is what? The dunamis of God. So when we trust the gospel, when we put our faith in what Christ has done, we have power. Glory to God. So we don't feed on the facts. He tells us, you know what? Things are hard. He says, yes, that's your own house. But that's not my own house. I'm prosperous in the name of Jesus. You see that? You see that? So even when you don't have money, don't feed on that. Say, I'm a prosperous man. That's what you should say. Because it's only a fool. That says there's no God. That's what the Bible says. Only a fool says so. Are you seeing that? So if you don't feed on truth, you are feeding on foolishness. And the gospel is the power of God. So you have to feed on the word of his grace. So you don't feed yourself with deluded minds. Glory to God. Number three. If you are not feeding on the, on, on the, word, of, on the word of truth, you are feeding on wind. Everybody say wind. Everybody say wind. Colossians 3.17. You know what it means? Weed means you are feeding on the information of men. For instance, some of you, you like listening to FM. Every morning, FM. You say, ah, I like the way this guy is talking, you know. I like the way he's firing people in this country. I like this guy. 
this guy needs to continue every day. But the guy you are listening to is not born again. And your heart is flooded with rubbish. Flood your heart with all manners of information, negative information. Flood your heart with all manner of junk. Then things are not working in your life. You now come to the pastor, pray for me, pray for me. The pastor will lay hands on you. Nothing is still happening. In fact, they even kick you. Nothing is still happening. You will even fall down the ground and come out. Nothing is still working. Why? Because you are feeling on wind. You have not changed your heart position. No matter the hands they lay on you and lay on you, they, they rub your head with oil till all the hair come out. It will also change your life if you don't change your heart. And the way you change your heart is by bringing the gospel into your heart. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, Hosea 12, verse 1. Give me from BBE, if you have it. Bible in basic English. Hosea 12, 12, verse 1. Look at what the Bible says. Ah, this guy is very funny. He's actually the right verse, the right words, but the wrong chapter. So it's not Hosea 1, it's Hosea 12. You understand? Hello, are you still here? Can we read everybody want to go? Can we read together with power, everybody? Want to go read? What is his food? Uh-huh, why? How does he eat it? Continue. Uh-huh. Deceit and destruction are what? Increasing day by day. Why? That they may have agreement with Assyria. Uh-huh. And take oil in Egypt. Verse 2. Look at it. Verse 2. Read everybody. Want to go? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you notice, the guy, when he starts feeling on wind, he starts dealing with unbelievers. Then you know, he gets to the point in his life where he starts saying things like, you know, ha, ah, brother, even unbelievers are better than Christians. You are feeding on wind. Let me tell you the truth. There is no unbeliever that is better than even the worst Christian. You know what you are dealing with? You are dealing with the matter of life and death. The unbeliever is a dead man. The Bible says. The dead man, you are saying it's better. You know, then, 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 then I even come and say, but pastor, he's a very nice guy. You didn't catch what I'm saying, eh? Say, pastor, is a very nice guy. And I say, is he born again? No. But pastor, is tall, dark, and handsome. Pastor, when you meet this guy, you'll know he's a nice guy. You know what she's doing now? Sister programmer. She's programming us, programming the pastor, programming the church now. He said, Pastor, you have not met this guy. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He's the sweetest guy. In fact, all those guys in that church are not as sweet as this guy. Is he born again? He's not born again. He's not born again. Okay. Do you know what you are dealing with? You are, you are decorating a viper with suits. That's what Jesus called the unbeliever. Matthew 12, 34. He says, you generation of vipers. That's what Jesus called them, not me. If you're not born again, you are, you, are, you are a viper in a suit, waiting to attack. That's what Jesus said. That's why it's a, it's, a, it's a serious matter. You cannot marry somebody who is not born again. It's as important as life and death matter. Glory to God. Somebody say, but what if the two of them were not born again and they got married? That's, that's not the problem. If one gets born again, the, that the one who gets born again sanctifies the other one. And with their conduct, they can win the other one to Christ. Glory to God. But the ultimate purpose of marriage is to serve Christ together. Glory to God. But you cannot marry because somebody is nice. That's not enough. You are dealing with life 
light and darkness. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. All the young people in the house, yeah, are hearing me very well, eh? They say, pastor, he say, then I say, pastor, you know, if this guy, if we say, pastor, he say, is he born again? He say, pastor, no, I'm still working on him. I'm working on him. He say, pastor, don't worry. Very soon, we'll bring him to church. And I say, pastor, sister programmer, pastor, when you meet this guy, this guy is uncle, the, 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 this guy's father is the uncle to the president. You know what's saying, the pastor? Money is coming. Titan offering will soon land inside this church. So you better accept this guy. <laughs> you are feeding on wind. <laughs> you are feeding on wind. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's a snake in a suit, the Bible says. Glory to God. So you don't want to be one of them. Are you, are you seeing that? So, so that's the reason why we win others to Christ. We've got to share the gospel, preach the gospel. Because many must know Jesus. Glory to God. So what are the things you can do? To ensure that your heart is feeding on the, on the gospel, number one, you have to steer your heart. Steer your heart. Steer your passion. Steer your appetite for the gospel. Steer your appetite for the gospel. You see that? Steer your passion for the gospel. A burning desire for the word. So, if the, because why? If the word of God gets into your heart, you see that? Favor and grace will show up on the outside. Are you seeing that? And listen, God is not the sower. The only thing that God does is that God gives you seed. You are the sower. You are the one to take the seed and sow it in your heart. But the Bible tells of four different kinds of hearts. It tells about the stony hearts, right? Which one again? The, the, the wayside hearts, the tony hearts, and the good hearts. Everybody read, lift your hand everywhere you are. Lift your hand everywhere you are. Say together with me. Say my heart is the good heart. So the word of God has come into my heart. It's changing me on the inside. And the results have been seen on the outside. Do you believe what you said this morning? Come on, give a loud amen today. Amen. You see, so, but you see, if you feed your heart with nonsense, you see that? You, for instance, after you have lambasted the government, lambasted the commissioners, lambasted the organization, you have fed your heart with nonsense. You now say, ah, I'm going to apply for contracts in that organization. After you have finished them with your mouth, fed your, then when you send your, your application, they now do your application like football. They bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, and then they kick you out. And then, when the thing is not working, <laughs> you now you say, Pastor, please touch me. If you come to me like that, eh, I will knock your head. Then organize your head very well. Because that's not how this thing works. You can't be talking evil of somebody and want blessing from them. It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. Say, I'm ready to feed on the word. Shout it, say, I'm ready to feed on the word. Say, the word of his grace is building me up. Because that's where your prosperity is. Your prosperity is found in the word. Number two, culture your spirit with the word. The word of God has a culture. When the word of God begins to enter your heart, it will affect your language. The way you talk. You don't talk death, you don't talk defeat, you don't talk crack anymore. But you have to see because remember, every home has a culture. In a home, there's a way they talk, there's a way they dress, there's a way they eat their food. As from, in the, from families, they don't eat certain foods because it's their family culture. Even in, in Nigeria, we have Igbo culture, we have Hausa culture. Are you seeing that? We're all human beings, but different cultures. Even in the United States, they have different cultures. When it comes to marriage, different cultures. In the same way, there's the culturing of the word. You have to culture your heart with the word of God. As the word of God enters into your heart, you have to culture it with the word. Are you seeing that? But the only way your heart can be cultured with, with the word is when the word of God is sown in your heart. Because, I do, for instance, the Bible says, when there's a casting down, 
Some Christians say, hey, we are part of this economic turmoil. We are part of this trouble. But that's not the culture of the world. The culture of the world is when there's a casting down. Thou shalt say, I'm lifted in the name of Jesus. You see that? So the way you talk is different. But if your heart, if the word of God has not been shown in your heart, you won't be able to talk that way. And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Don't let nobody deceive you. When pressure is applied on your life, the real content of your heart will come out. For instance, if you take foam and put it inside soup, hmm? when you squeeze it, what comes out? Water. Soap and water come out together. Are you seeing that? Why? Because he absorbed the liquid. When he squeezed, it brings out what he absorbed. Are you seeing that? So if your heart has been so absorbed with corruption, under pressure, it will bring out corruption. But if your heart has been, you have shown your heart with the word continually, when pressure comes, what comes out of your mouth will be the word. Glory to God. For instance, when I was in the hospital bed lying down, I was saying, the name of Jesus, I shall live and not die. I shall live and not die. I'm coming out of this alive in the name of Jesus. See that? Because the word of God will be shown in your heart. Because the day you will need the word will come. But if you have no son in your heart, just imagine a military zone, a army. They don't prepare for war. Every day they just eat chicken and rice and sleep. Chicken and rice and sleep. Then the day one Aram or whoever Uku comes, and I say, hey, brother, let's go and prepare now. Have you ever that, that army, you should shut them down. If you're a serious soldier, you train how, how long? Every day. Whether war, whether there's no war for 10 years, you train every day because anytime anything can happen. So that's what you do. So in the days of plenty, sow the word enough in your heart. Because in the day of calamity, there's no time to sow the word. You need to draw from what you have inside. Hallelujah. So tell your neighbor, culture your spirit with the word. Let me show you. See, let me teach you some new language. Are you ready? Job 22 verse 21. We're about to be done. Please. It says, now acquit yourself with him and be at peace. What happens next? Thereby, <laughs> good what? What happens? Everybody do like this. Say good. It's coming to me. Say good. Comes to me. Stop saying, stop, listen. Stop saying I'm looking for money. Stop saying I'm looking for job. Stop saying I'm looking for business. Stop it. You say business is coming to me. You say job is what? Is coming to me. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Say money is what? You are sitting down and looking at me like that. Say money. Is coming to me. That's how we talk. Listen, even if you are leaving your house to look for a job, as you are leaving your house, you say, as I leave my house today, job is coming to me. Business is coming to me. Contract is coming to me. In the name of Jesus. You see that? Even if you are going to go and eat food, say, I'm going to a restaurant, say, food is coming to me. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, glory to God. Say, they are coming, they are coming, they are coming. Let me show you something else. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, Amplified. There's, there's, there's a bigger one coming now. Amplified, let's go straight. Everybody read. He says, and God is what? Is able to make how many grace? What is the grace? Every favor. And what again? Before you think it's spiritual blessing. Earthly, earthly. That means cars, houses, whatever it is. Job, business. But how will it come? How, how will it come? He said it will come to you. How? How will it come? 
So they don't come to me one by one. How do they come? How do they come? In abundance. Glory to God. So when you wake up in the morning in your house, you say today as I'm going out today, money, he said, they tell you that in this city there's no money. He said, in this country there's no money. He said, that's their own house. But for me and my family, as I go out today, money comes to me in different currencies. And they don't come to me one by one. They come to me in abundance. I say, stretch your hand. How is the business coming? Oh, is it coming one by one? Where is it coming? In abundance. Every blessing, every favor, every grace. Some of you are sitting down looking at me. Hey, but I can't talk about Say, every grace, every favor, and earthly blessing. They don't come to me one by one. They come to me in what? They come to me in what? Say, help comes to me in what? Say, favor comes to me in what? Say, favor comes to me in what? Say, grace comes to me in what? Every job you are looking for, they are coming to you in abundance. In the name of Jesus. Every blessing you are looking for, they are coming to you in abundance. In the name of Jesus. Bible says, so say the Lord. He says, don't you know? He said, the blessing will come like wine pouring off the mountaintop. He said, everywhere you turn, it shall be blessings. On the left, it shall be blessings. On the right, it shall be blessings. There's fail for you everywhere. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your hand above your head and shout, thank you, Jesus. So don't listen to ashes. Don't listen to the negative information. You've got to steer your heart by God's faith. Can you shout amen, somebody? Open your mouth now and speak in tongues everywhere. 